we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome back to Kinder Outdoors. The outdoors is booming right now. The big boys are fishing, Major League Fishing. They're down on Lake Fork this weekend. The Bassmaster Elites are in Florida for the second weekend in a row. Then it's off to Greenville, South Carolina for the Bassmaster Classic. Turkeys are right around the corner. It's about to get good. Front door to the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by my friends at Forta Flora from Purina Veterinary Diets. Forta Flora is America's number one canine probiotic. If you own a dog, you really need to keep Forta Flora handy. All of our dogs suffer from GI upset from time to time, and Forta Flora fixes that. Order it from Chewy.com and keep it handy. I can think of no better way to open the show today than with my good friend Gary Klein here, and I'm telling you, congratulations on the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. Gary, congrats. Well, thank you very much, Billy. Uh, Yeah, definitely a surprise to me, and, you know, a very humbling experience, uh, not only to be inducted, but just to be considered. You know, what an honor. (laughs) I tell you what, if they didn't consider you, they needed to get a new panel, a new board together down there, because (laughs) you're in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. You've been such an innovator in the world of bass fishing, and you didn't put everything in your little private recipe book and hang on to it. You've been so open to share with this show and through many other venues and in person with so many kids uh, through the years and other people, uh, the the talent and art that you have, uh, you freely open that up to everybody. There's no telling how many new fishermen are out there because of Gary Klein. Well, I tell you, you know, Billy, I really appreciate the kindness on that. It is, uh, you know, that's one of the cool things about our sport. You know, it's a very family orientated sport. Uh, You know, everybody can participate in this sport at all different levels, and just not for bass. I mean, the state of Texas, I'm, you know, I'm really grateful that the state of Texas had allowed me to move here from California in 86 and, you know, kind of, you know, take me under the wing. And, and I do claim Texas as my home state. You know, what a great state. But, man, the fishery in this state is absolutely off the chart. It's the envy of so many state agencies across this country that want to duplicate everything that Texas has done with their fisheries for their own fisheries. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to everybody. You know, we're truly making it better. Absolutely, you betcha. Well, uh, that's that's what we wanted to tell you today and, and to uh, tell everyone that hadn't heard the news yet that my friend Gary Klein is headed for the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. And whenever they announce induction date, you can bet I'll be there with a front row seat for that. I'm, I'm so excited for you. I know you're on Lake Fork this weekend, so, uh, hey, 10-pounders, Gary, 10-pounders. Well, let's just think about 13-pounders, uh <laughs> you know, what a, what a great opportunity to be on Lake Fork, and I really feel that with the expertise of these 80 anglers that I think that we're going to end up catching a double-digit fish this week. Hey, there was just two Sherlunker fish caught this past week out of uh, Possum Kingdom. Both of them were recorded on the same day. Uh, that's really, really pretty, pretty cool. And, of course, OHIV's kicking out a few of them, but, hey, it's time to put Lake Fork on the map. There you go, and I know just the guy to do it. He's a Hall of Famer twice now. Gary Klein, good talking to you, Gary. Thanks for the time. Well, thank you very much, Billy. Always a pleasure. He's in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame 
and now he's in the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. He's been doing it right for a long, long time, and he's still out there fishing at the very highest level with Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. No one has ever been better with a flipping stick in their hand, and when you roll up on a dusty West Texas ranch in the middle of a hot summer, the last thing you expect to see is a Hall of Fame bass angler standing on a chair or a bucket and teaching a lawn full of kids how to pitch and flip like Gary Klein. Most people never see all that Gary gives and has given back to fishing and to his fellow man, but I know I've been there year after year teaching the kids. The first time I ever fished with Gary, it was a Wounded Warrior event. We were on Lake Louisville, Texas, and Sergeant Jay Fondren was fishing with us that day. Jay had lost both legs, 90% of one arm, and the majority of his remaining hand in battle. And we're going to go fishing. How's this going to work out? Gary never flinched. He grabbed one side of the wheelchair and I grabbed the other. We set Sergeant Fondren in the boat and we went fishing on a hot summer day. I thought, well, Gary won't fish this like a Bassmaster Classic or a Major League Fishing event. We're going to go find a shady spot and enjoy each other's company a while. That couldn't have been further from the truth. Gary, when he hits the water, he fishes hard. He wanted Jay Fondren to win that event, and he did everything in his power to try and make that happen. By the way, Jay could fish. He'd tuck that rod and reel up under what was left of his left arm and reel with what was left of his right hand, and he actually caught the winning fish out of our boat fishing a plastic worm, which you bass fishermen know requires attention to detail and sensitive feel of that tap-tap. We didn't win the tournament that day, but I had a ball hanging out with a hero and what was at that time a future Hall of Famer, now a two-time Hall of Famer. Congratulations, Gary Klein. Hey, if your dog has separation issues, you go to work, he rips up the carpet, thunderstorm comes in, he chews on a chair. There are a lot of dogs like that, and a lot of people that own those dogs are finding relief with calming care from the trusted name Purina. It settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper, calming care. Hi, this is Bobby Labonte, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. The Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville, so make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus, experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. 
Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The hardware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castelleria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. you're back we still have some big fish to fry here at kinder outdoors you know i'm a bird dog guy i've had lots of britneys and pointers and setters and active working dogs and so fortiflora has always come in handy like when we're going to be field trialing or hunting in another state halfway across the country changes in water changes in routine long road trips hard workouts summer heat winter cold all of that can bring on gi upset in our dogs and Fortiflora fixes that. Here's a tip. Before your next long hunting trip cross-country, start a daily regimen of Fortiflora with your dog three or four days out before the trip, throughout the trip, and then for three or four days after you return home. Fortiflora, safe enough to use every day, settles and prevents GI upset in our dogs. 
Hey, i got to get my old buddy Jay Reeve in here because Crappie Fest is coming up again. What's that? Well, it's the richest one fish tournament on planet Earth. You could win a lot of money with one giant crappie at Crappie Fest. Hello, Jay Reeve. Hello, Billy Kinder. It's good to have you back on the show, as always, because typically that means spring is coming, the crappie are about to turn on fire, and Crappie Fest is right around the corner. It uh, It's kind of sneaking up on us again. Yeah, we're we're getting close. This will be the ninth annual Crappie Fest, and it's it's set for uh, March 26th, Saturday, March 26th, uh, on the best lake in Texas when it comes to crappie fishing, Lake Fork. Uh, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a huge event. We had uh, over 400 participants last year. Um, the weather was beautiful. The fishing was phenomenal, and uh, yeah, we're just we're really excited about it. We're we're we're, uh, we're we're looking for another big year. Absolutely, uh, I want folks to know why they ought to get excited about this. You guys pay a lot of money at this crappie fishing event, and you don't have to bring in the, the biggest seven fish stringer. You can get out there and get slap dab lucky and win a no, bunch absolutely. of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what we that's one of the cool things about this. You know, there's a lot of tournaments out there, but this is a tournament for 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 the average Joe and the average Jill, I mean, there's there's so many different ways to win. Uh, the 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 prize payout this year, total payout will be over forty thousand dollars, and uh, and and there's so many different ways to win. The top twenty uh, big fish payout, uh, but we also have exact weight payouts. If you if you bring in a crappie, for example, that weighs exactly one point zero zero pounds. Um, if you're the first one to do that, you get 500 bucks. Um, there's all different ways to win money for different exact weights. Uh, and then at the end of the, end of the, uh, weigh in, uh, if you, even if you didn't weigh in a fish, uh, we have, a four $1,000 golden tickets that we give away. All you gotta do is check in at the weigh in. Uh, even if you don't weigh a fish and your number might be drawn, you'll get a golden ticket. Your number might be drawn and you'll win a thousand dollars that way. So it's just, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to win. We bring the, the, the kids are involved. We've got special, uh, a special, uh, uh, division, uh, for, for junior anglers. Uh, their entry fee is zero. They come in and fish for free. We've got great prizes for the kids. Um, it's just it's just a big family event, uh, lots of fun for for all anglers of all skill levels and all ages. Absolutely, you bet. And just to uh, reiterate what Jay just said, you don't even have to catch a fish to win a thousand dollars at Crappie Fest. How easy right. is that? This is falling exactly. off a log, falling off a log easy. Uh, this is coming up. Uh, tell us, I want a little a little bit more info about the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, the weigh-in will be where and what hours? Yep, the weigh-in is at Rains High School in Emory, Texas. Um, you can start weighing in your fish. We'll be there. We'll be there pretty early, so you can start weighing in your fish at at, at noon if you want. But the fishing hours are from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, you have to be in the weigh-in line by 2 p.m. Um, so and and plan for uh, plan for a crowd. So you may want to try and. And, uh, and and get there a little early to make sure you can be in the weigh-in line by 2 o'clock, especially if you got a good fish to weigh in. And speaking of big crappie, the Sea Arc Boats Monster Crappie Bonus this year is $7,500. Uh, 
If you are the only angler to weigh in a three-pound crappie, uh, you're going to win $5,500 for first place, a $7,500 bonus courtesy of Seark Boats, and if you're a CAT member, you're going to get an additional $1,250. So one fish at this tournament, uh, can be worth over $14,000. There's not a, there's not more, there's, there's not another tournament in the country that pays out more money for one big crappie than, uh, than crappie fest. That is the most expensive crappie on planet Earth right there, I promise you. <laughs> and and I didn't do well in math, so I can't tell you exactly how much money that is, but it's a bunch, I promise it's, you. It's a lot. And, it, it's a lot. <laughs> and all of this, all of this is for a great cause. It benefits the National Ovarian Cancer Coalition, which is near and dear to your heart. Yes, very much so. My my wife, Rhonda, she's she's involved with this tournament. Uh, she's now a six-year survivor of ovarian cancer. Um, uh, proceeds from the event go to the NOCC last year. We got real close, raised almost $10,000 for the NOCC, but uh, Crappie Anglers of Texas, which is a, a nonprofit organization, and the NOCC uh, have teamed up uh, to put on this event, uh, and it's just it's just a marvelous event, and 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 we're so grateful uh, to Cat to the Crappie Anglers of Texas for for helping support uh, Rhonda's cause and the NOCC, and uh, it, it's just it's just worked out it's worked out wonderful. It's a great event, and we have a great time with it. And that makes an incredibly great event even better. We really appreciate all your hard work. Jay, we'll be talking again on tournament weekend, but uh, we want to point everybody in the right direction. If you want to register, need more information, where do they go? Go to www.crappiefest.com, uh, or you can find us on Facebook, uh, uh, Crappie Fest 2022 on Facebook. Um, tournament rules are available online. All the registration uh, details are online. Lots of different ways to register. Um, come out and fish with us. You'll, you'll, you'll have a great time. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute. A focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. You know, here at the Kinder Outdoors Camp House, probably like your deer camp, fish camp, bird camp, whatever, we eat good. It is a priority. Our camp house cook, well, that's Master Chef. John Bonnell. And listen, we're coming to the close of a West Texas quail season. If you've got a few birds in the freezer, you might want to try this. Uh, you know, this is one of my favorites, especially for, uh, you know, a dinner party, if ladies are coming over, anything like that. I'll take the quail, whole birds, legs, everything you've got, 
Put them in the smoker for about an hour at 200 degrees. Let that smoke penetration really get all the way through there. Now, quail tend to be a little on the dry side after they've cooked a while. Pull all the meat off. Put it into a Cuisinart, you know, one of your food processors, with a little bit of cream cheese, some shallots, a lot of salt, a little touch of heavy cream, and make a nice little, it's almost like a pate out of it. You know, you, you soften it up, put some moisture in there with cream cheese and a little bit of cream, and I use a few herbs with it, some thyme and some oregano, yeah. and uh, you end up with something that makes a wonderful dip. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Need to hear that again? Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. It's waiting for you there, or wherever you get your podcast, you can hear the show. They'll even send it to you, free of charge, of course, each and every week. Let's go grab a cup of coffee. This is professional turkey hunter Ray I. And when I'm not in the great outdoors... I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. At Classic Chevrolet Grapevine, we know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. Because it's fun to um, be able to uh, do something with my dad and my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm-hmm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you very. go. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Yes. Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com It's almost time for spring turkeys. Stop in and see the fine folks at Marksman Firearms for guns, ammo, sights, scopes, and accessories. They've got stores in Granbury, Colleen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. Texas-owned, Texas-proud. Military and first responders get a 10% discount. And they offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. For more info, visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. I'm Tom Watson with Bend Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or NASTRA. This was the very idea of NASTRA's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in NASTRA field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. NASTRA sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his NASTRA championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and NASTRA's five national championships. Take a look at our website 
nstra.org and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Megara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection, too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the rancher lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, feed, and feeders available, too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of I-20, just west of Weatherford. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. in the truck half the fun is just getting there kinder outdoors and no matter where you hear us in the truck on the boat in the deer blind maybe in your cubicle with those little earbuds we won't tell anybody <laughs> i just want to say thank you i really appreciate it am fm podcast satellite however kinder outdoors comes your way each week we're grateful thanks for tuning in and spending a little time at our campfire thank you mark heller keller texas heard from him a couple of weeks ago we also got a note from Mike Diggs in Amity, Arkansas. Thanks for listening, Mike. Shirley Hicks is in Dawson Springs, Kentucky. Chris Clymer, Washington, Indiana. Judy Moore, Lancaster, Texas. Jay Bissell, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Dale Wagner, Montreal, Missouri. In Birmingham, Alabama, it's Carol Krebs. And Rick Talley in Weatherford, Texas. Heard from him, too. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to drop a note for visiting kinderoutdoors.com. And, hey, that's a really good place to register to win one of our really cool Kinder Outdoors T-shirts. We give them away all the time, but we can't give you one if you don't register. Drop your name in the hat at KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Life is stressful. Shake it off at Joshua Creek Ranch in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. With springtime coming, that means the bird hunts are in full swing. The problem is time. They're running out of that down there. They'd love for you to come and visit, but you better call them today. 
Joshua Creek Ranch, about 45 minutes outside of San Antonio, Texas, along the banks of the Guadalupe River. It's five-star everything. The lodging, the dining, the hunting. Orvis and Beretta agree it's the best. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. If you hunt, fish, shoot, enjoy God's great outdoors and don't know about the Sportsman's Alliance, it's time that you learned. We're going to talk about wolves and what's happened with them over the past couple of weeks with Brian Lynn now. Brian, always good to have you with me. Thank you, Billy. It's great to be here. Let's tell everybody who the Sportsmen's Sportsmen's Alliance is right off the bat. Who are you guys? Yeah, we are uh, kind of the the tip of the spear, the front line of the defense against the animal rights movement. Uh, we fight in all 50 state legislatures, state and federal court. And at the ballot box, when the animal rights movement tries to, you know, sway public opinion to ban or end hunting, fishing, or trapping. So basically, uh, we're, we're just, uh, going in there fighting every legislative session and, and in court for, for sportsmen. And like, that's our only, our only mission is to protect hunting, fishing, and trapping and educate people and do research to support our stances and, you know, protect our, our passions going forward. But wait a minute, Brian. Just the other day, I saw a heartbreaking commercial about a dog that was really being mistreated, and those people wanted me to send money. Aren't they good people? They really put up a great front. <laughs> put up a really great front. I mean, they make a lot of money from five and ten dollar donations from little old ladies, and uh, you know, your grandma sending it in, thinking they're saving puppies and kittens. But really, they don't support. Uh, any humane society shelters or anything that's your local tax dollars and uh donations so yeah, yeah don't give to those it, big groups give local it's hunters hunters fishers trappers outdoorsmen boaters uh that pay the conservation fees uh, that take care of our critters our wildlife and our wild places uh, not only here in the united states but worldwide if you're listening to us in canada same story there. Um, let's talk a little bit about what happened um, with this judge in Northern California. Uh, he went against science and put wolves, gray wolves, back on the endangered list. They had just come off, what, a year or two ago? Yeah, it came off in 2020, and uh, this was the, you know, response to the Trump administration making a, a uh, delisting for the lower 48. You know, they'd already been delisted in the northern Rockies, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, portions of adjacent states uh, by Congress in like 2011. And so, you know, the Great Lakes states are inundated with wolves and they made a blanket decision to, you know, to delist them. And it went forward. Well, Wild Earth Guardians, Humane Society, Natural Resources Defense Council, these groups sued and a bunch of others jumped on board sued to stop that decision and this is where it's finally gotten the court system is pretty slow so here we are in 2022 and the decision came down and the judge revoked that decision vacated it and placed those wolves outside of the rocky mountain states back on the endangered species list what does judge jeffrey white in northern california know about the wolf situation around uh michigan i I would think very little, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the guy, but uh, it just seems like a blanket ruling uh, that was maybe out of place a little bit. Here's where things differentiate. There's the science. 
there's the wildlife management aspect, and then there's the legal side. And there are certain things the government has to do. There's laws, and, you know, we have to make these points. And there's about nine or ten different points that the judge shows the service, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, didn't meet the threshold that it needed to to show that they could delist and take this action. You know, and so in parts of the country, there's not wolves. So how can you delist them if they're not there and then say the states, we trust you to manage them? Other places, including here in Washington where I'm at, and then uh, uh, the Great Lakes especially, there's a ton of wolves. And so, you know, that's where it gets messy. They're recovered in in some areas. And so, you know, it's outlandish to assume and think that they have to be recovered in along the shoreline in Chicago or New Central Park in New York. You know, it's not their historic range. It's where they're intended and suitable. It's, it's kind of frustrating from a management side, but these are legal arguments, not management arguments. What does the science say? Uh, and, and I know we don't have time to go state by state and look at all the details, but the science says that the gray wolf has been doing abundantly well and is not endangered. Yes, no, you know, they're not endangered. The numbers, they've blown past all all thresholds to delist, you know, especially in Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin. And then you have Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, here in Washington, and eastern Washington, eastern Oregon. There's plenty of wolves. They're not in danger. So now they're making red tape arguments, right, like genetic diversity, if something happens to another population, you know, and so that's kind of where this rests is, ensuring that all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted and legal stuff. And so there you just keep throwing up red tape, more red tape, more red tape, you know. And so you have to be able to show this and prove this in court. And that's where it gets frustrating and things like this can drag out for years and years. We've been fighting the Great Lakes case for 15 years, mm. you know. And that's looks like the path forward now is, you know, that the blanket delisting has been shot down. Whether or not the Biden administration will want to appeal that, we don't know. You know, so we're, we have to start looking at, you know, is the appeals process, which would go to the Ninth Circuit, which is a fairly, fairly liberal, you know, uh, they have some crazy rulings coming out of that. So that may not be a way forward. Just don't know. And what are legal arguments you would use against to rebut the other legal arguments. So it starts going in around in circles. Mm. But in the Great Lakes case that we've been fighting for 15 years, there is a path forward. And while they remained listed under the last ruling we had there a couple of years ago, the court agreed with our, with our interpretation of the, of the Endangered Species Act that said you can delist distinct populations of endangered animals that are no longer endangered that being the distinct population within the Great Lakes. Uh, the Northern Rocky Mountain you know, wolves that extends into Washington and uh, California, or Oregon is another distinct population. So there's distinct populations that can be listed onto the Endangered Species Act and then delisted, meaning states could manage them without having to delist everywhere else. So you'd have to go distinct population by population and delist but it is a way forward, and the court said that is a way forward. Hey, Brian, hang on. Let's grab a cup of coffee. This is Wayne LaPierre, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. 
When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa and they're simple and they're and they're we just can't make them fast enough they're fully cooked all you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them these items have become staples in our home robin's favorite is the taco meat i'm partial to the tamales and what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas, are award-winning artists many times over. And for several reasons. God-given talent is the starting point, followed by a work ethic that won't allow second best. Roy is also a lifelong and well-traveled hunter. He spent countless hours in the field glassing and studying wildlife around the globe. When you trust your rare and timeless memory to True Life Taxidermy Granberry, be assured that you're working with the very best in the business. My home is a testament to Roy's work at True Life Taxidermy. The pheasants, the whitetails, the axis, the fish, all perfectly preserved. True Life Granberry is the only stop you need to make after the hunt, offering not only world-class taxidermy, but wild game processing too. Headed for Africa, New Zealand, Colorado, Montana, or any place else? No problem. True Life is well-versed in import and transport state-to-state or around the globe. You can trust True Life Taxidermy. TrueLifeTaxidermy.org. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. Funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at CaribSeaSportFishing.com. CaribSeaSportFishing.com. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. 
The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. with a 10-inch drop time. Y'all go on inside with Kendra Outdoors. You hear me talking about the world-class bird hunting at Joshua Creek Ranch all the time, but i got to tell you, there's not a more beautiful place on the planet, girls, to get married. And they do have the facilities and lodging there for, oh my goodness, incredible memories with your family. Check out the facilities, the food, the lodging, and hey, Mr. Groom, How about a bird hunt in the afternoon before that wedding in the evening? Something to think about. Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about my friends Joe and Ann Kirchival in this beautiful place at kinderoutdoors.com. Every now and then we have a good visit with my friend Brian Lynn with the Sportsman's Alliance. Today is one of those days. Thanks for joining me on the show today, uh, Brian, and for hanging out uh, through the coffee break there. Before the break, we were talking about the re-entry of the gray wolf onto the endangered species list, which is completely ridiculous in a lot of areas. There was a judge in uh, California that made this decision the other day. And, of course, this fight is funded by, quote, animal rights, unquote, groups that think they're protecting wildlife. But, Brian, what about the young elk that are slaughtered by these out-of-control uh, wolf numbers in certain areas. Do those same people that, that claim to love critters not care anything about them? Apparently not, because we have the same issue here in Washington State. You know, the Blues Mountains used to be a trophy unit. I mean, it's a draw unit, and wolves have gotten in down there. But beyond that, there's also black bears and mountain lions. And the, the study just came out there. Mountain lion depredation is just skyrocketing and they're just killing the calves i think it's something like 10 percent of the collared calves like the 80 out of 100 or something were were killed by mountain lions and when that was brought up to the game commissioners some of them who are anti-hunting but are on the game commission board were like oh oh well let's just reduce tags for hunters and reduce uh you know just do that and that's what's mm-hmm. at the bottom of all this let's beat up people's freedoms a little bit more yeah, well, hunters, we hunt the surplus animals that are out there available. When the game commission, when populations drop to a certain level, tags go away. The game, fish and wildlife, the biologists, commissions have to look at it and go, this isn't a sustainable population. We can't hunt them. And that's at the bottom of this. They want to remove hunters from the process, remove man. They're, it's called rewilding. Put the predators in there, let them do this, let them manage the, the game prey population, and take hunters out of it. They're trying to break the model of management here in North America, which is going to have a detrimental impact to conservation because we fund it all. Not going to have those funds, not going to have that money. Eventually, the, your ungulate and prey populations are going to crash under pressure from multiple different predators. People need to understand that our biologists, our scientists are not saying, okay, let's delist the wolf and then it's a free-for-all shoot on site. They're not saying that at all, uh, and you just explained it very well. We hunt the surplus. There's a workable number uh, under this conservation model, which has been 
in place for more than 100 years in North America, or the United States anyway, and then replicated around the globe. So, hey, it yeah. works. Let's not jack with it. Very quickly, before we uh, let you go, let's talk about, since we're in California, um, the antis have been targeting the elimination of all bear hunting in uh, California, and a lot of the same conversation exists here. Um, if you can't manage the number of bears, then the bears are more like raccoons and feral cats in your trash can at night. Yeah, without a doubt. And, yeah, they're going – this is a coordinated attack from the Humane Society of the United States, Defenders of Wildlife, uh, Mountain Lion Foundation, everybody. All these groups are coordinating. They're hitting Washington, California, Arizona, Colorado all at once, all saying the same thing, all reading off the same script. It's to end predator management. So in California, last year they tried to do it legislatively with uh, a senator out of San Francisco. Knows nothing about wildlife, doesn't care, doesn't impact his people at all. He introduced the bill. It was to ban all bear hunting in California. Sportsmen's had a huge backlash. He pulled the bill. So now Humane Society has come in, and they've just petitioned the Fish and Game Commission in California to end all bear hunting. That way they take comment out of it, they take legislative stuff out of it, and trying to do it that way. We'll see what happens. If they're unsuccessful, they'll probably run a ballot initiative here in the future in a year or two. Mm. And, and just the way we popular vote. Yeah, just the way we started uh, this entire conversation, uh, it takes a lot of money for these people to fight like they do. Uh, and that money a lot of times comes from misinformed uh, individuals who see that poor dog on television that somebody needs to, you know, feed him a meal and take care of. Uh, and they, they, they make a lot of money off that dog and then go after other things and don't spend a nickel on that dog. It's, it's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Humane Society has a $200 million a year budget. They wow. can do anything they want to. They, have, they employ more people than NASA. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian Lynn, if folks want to learn more about the sportsmen's, that's sportsmen with an E, Sportsmen's Alliance, where are you? We're right at that, sportsmensalliance.org. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places. So just look us up, sportsmensalliance.org. So how does it work if we want to help and we want to be, become a part of the Sportsman's Alliance? Do you sell memberships? How does that work? Yep, we have memberships, and so individual memberships at different levels with different uh, benefits to them. We have business memberships. If you own a hunting, fishing, whatever uh, business of any kind, you can donate. You can become a business partner. You'll get an ad in magazines or on social media or whatever, depending on what level you're at. Uh, you can donate to the Legal Defense Fund if you want that money to specifically go to helping pay our lawyers who are in there doing this fighting these guys who make a ton more money than we do. Uh, you can do that. There's multiple ways to donate or join as a member, business member, whatever. Very good. Brian Lynn, always good to talk to you. And, hey, uh, they're not going to let up on the other side, so I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Yep, anytime. Thank you very much. Brian Lynn doing good work with the Sportsmen's Alliance. Thank you, Joshua Creek Ranch, for bringing us this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. World-class wing shooting, the best in Texas. Yes, they've got birds. No, you didn't have on your quail lease. Go hunting. Joshua Creek Ranch. 
Hey, before we get out of here, let's talk to mom and dad a little bit about how easy it is to get your kid involved in fishing. Springtime's a great time for that. And here's Mr. Crappie Wally Marshall. Well, Billy, especially in the springtime, the crappie get up shallow. And what really caught me when I was a young child is when my grandparents took me, we could catch a lot of them. Yeah. And then after you caught a lot of them, you can put them on the dinner table. Because my grandmother and grandpa would flay them out and everything. Or not flay them. They'd just cut the heads off and fry them whole back in those days. But, uh, you know, this day and time, you know, there's so many single parents, you know, that a mom could actually take her kids out there and, and catch some fish. All you got to do is get you a little rod and reel with a bobber on it and put you a minnow about a foot or foot and a half deep under that bobber and have fun all day long catching fish. Also, for going for the bluegill, you could use the same technique with the bobber in the hook and put you a little worm on there, you know, a little live night crawler and catch you a lot of bluegill. And them bluegill are good eating too now when you catch you one of them big ones that you can't wrap your hands around. And minimal tackle. You don't need a whole lot of tackle. You can get into this real light. Billy, the first tournament I won, I had a paper sack for a tackle box and <laughs> I didn't even own a boat. And I had a, a fly rod for a rod and I didn't even have a reel. My line was just wrapped around a popsicle stick. It's easy, it's inexpensive, and it's lifelong. Get involved. Take a kid fishing. Hey, we're going to take another little break, stretch our legs for a minute or two, but when we come back, it's another big hour of Kinder Outdoors. One of the greatest turkey hunters in history, Preston Pittman, is on the way. We screen that porch in just for you. Glad you enjoy it. You're in camp with Kinder Outdoors. And I'm so glad that you are. Welcome. Always bring a buddy with you next time, okay? This corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by the world's greatest dog fuel, and that is Purina Pro Plan. And look, it's, yeah, it's a great feed for your hardworking bird dog, but there's a Pro Plan formula for every age and every lifestyle. Pick up the Pro Plan that perfectly fits your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri at Woods. Some folks would tell you that Preston Pittman is the greatest turkey caller ever. Now, you turkey folks know that calling on stage at a contest and calling in the woods to a tom are two completely different deals. But Preston Pittman has been extremely successful with both in his life. I had a visit with him about calling turkeys and other things a few years ago, and we're going to revisit part of that conversation coming up in just a few minutes right here at Kinder Outdoors. Got to say congratulations to John Cruz, though. He goes wire to wire and wins that Bassmaster Elite on the St. John's River. 75 pounds, 4 ounces over four days, edging Bob Downey of Hudson, Wisconsin by a pound and a quarter at the finish line. 
John Cruz picks up $100,000 and added another blue trophy to the mantle. It's been 12 years ago since he won his first and only other Bassmaster Elite trophy. That was on the California Delta. John said this week it was just my time. He's finished second and fifth on the St. John's River in the past, but this time around he went out on day one and took the lead with 28 pounds and never looked back. A lot of eyes were on John Cox. You know, this is his neck of the wood, and he's pretty tough. He finished fourth. Masayuki Matsushita finished third. John Cox fourth. And David Mullins, fishing out of Mount Carmel, Tennessee, rounded out the top five. The elites are still in Florida this week. They've moved it down the road a little bit. It is the Site 1 Bassmaster Elite on the Harris Chain of Lakes. Competition kicked off on Thursday. They'll crown a champion tomorrow afternoon. And you can actually watch on Fox this Saturday morning and tomorrow Sunday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. each day, Eastern Time. That's 7 to 10 Central Time. The Harris Chain of Lakes, what is that? Well, it's eight primary lakes, Apopka, Harris, Griffin, Eustis, Dora, Beauclair, Carlton, and Yale. The chain covers approximately 75,000 acres. For the most part, it's linked by canals. And these lakes are full of submersed and emergent vegetation, as you can imagine. It's Florida. Shell bars, trees, docks, seawalls. Yale Lake is part of the chain, but not connected by any navigable river or canal. So it is not a part of this tournament. Hey, we're just two weeks away from the Bassmaster Classic Lake Hartwell, Greenville, South Carolina, March 4, 5, and 6. If you're going to be there and be part of it, don't miss a takeoff or two. Get there to Green Pond Landing, Anderson, South Carolina, for those daily takeoffs. And then live weigh-ins at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena. That's in Greenville. And in between the, the takeoff and the weigh-in, yeah, you got to go to the expo all day, right? The Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. March 4, 5, and 6, Lake Hartwell, Greenville, South Carolina. Major League Fishing has crowned their first champion of the Bass Pro Tour for 2022. It was Kentucky's Bradley Roy picks up his first career Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour win in West Monroe, Louisiana, Lake Darbone last week. They didn't catch a lot of fish down there, but they caught giants. Listen to this. The final 10 Bass Pro Tour anglers on the final day of this tournament caught 31 scorable bass that weighed a total of 163 pounds, 2 ounces. That's an average weight of 5 pounds, 5 ounces each. And that catch included three 7-pounders, one 8-pounder, two 9-pounders, and a 12-pounder. Randy Howell out of Gunnersville, Alabama did that, that 12-pounder. Bradley Roy, Lancaster, Kentucky, finishes first, $100,000. Alton Jones, Lorena, Texas, second. Jordan Lee, Coleman, Alabama, third. Brian Thrift, fishing out of Shelby, North Carolina, finished fourth. And Jeff Sprague, Wills Point, Texas, finished fifth. Watch out for Sprague and Kelly Jordan and Alton Jones and Junior and Dakota Abari. How about Gary Klein, Todd Faircloth? The Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour Stage 2 is underway on Lake Fork, Texas, and all of those guys have been around that pond a time or two. They start fishing today, and they'll wrap it up on Thursday, crown a champion for Stage 2 of the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. Oak Ridge Marina, 
That's the launch every morning at 7.30 and the takeout every afternoon at 4.30. You'll find Purina Pro Plan hey, just about any place that sells premium dog food, coast to coast and border to border. Purina Pro Plan has special formulas for special dogs. Uh, dogs with an itchy coat or maybe an intolerance to grain. An older dog that needs added glucosamine in his, in his diet. Hey, there's a Pro Plan for that. Pick out the Pro Plan that best suits your dog. You'll find it at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores and lots of other places. Got a cute picture on the bragging board. His name is Filberto Martinez. He's seven years old. He caught a fish. Looks like a little trout maybe or maybe a little bass. At the Tingley Beach Youth Pond, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then he promptly kissed that fish and his little sister Charlotte, she... Thought that was pretty funny. She's giggling. He's kissing. And they're on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's grab a cup of coffee, and then we'll come back and talk turkey with one of the best ever, Preston Pittman. <laughs> the Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word csbiblechurch.org If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, 
Small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom, so your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. conservation company with kinder outdoors we give away those good looking kinder outdoors t-shirts all the time but hey you can't win one if you don't register it's real easy go to kinderoutdoors.com k-i-n-d-e-r kinderoutdoors.com and uh, register and then when we draw which we do weekly if your name pops out of the hat we get that bad boy in the mail right away. As a thank you for listening to Kinder Outdoors, thank you so very much. Drop by the website, kinderoutdoors.com, and register today. And give me a call sometime, one eight seven seven eight twenty bbko one eight seven seven eight twenty twenty two fifty six. Preston Pittman is one of the greatest names in turkey calling history, whether that's on a stage or in the woods. And he's a genuinely nice guy. He shares everything he knows. Back in 2018, on the cusp of a fresh new turkey season, we had a good chat about it all. You have uh, been a turkey hunter since the day you were born. A lot of people probably don't realize you were born on Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day. That's right. They say whenever I was hatching, pop out, popped out of my mom and that baby doctor grabbed me, uh, grabbed me by my hind legs and spanked me on the hind end. I went, Ow! and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> And that has paid off for you with a lifetime of enjoyment. Turkeys have meant so much to you uh, uh, all of your life, haven't they? It really has. You know, I'm just a, a, bar- a barely uh, high school educated man right now. And, you know, sitting in there when I should have been studying and looking out the window, watching the squirrels run up and down the tree. And let me repeat this to the youngins out there. Get your education. Uh, he granted, God granted me my greatest wish, and that was to be able to make a living in the outdoor hunting industry. And uh, so far, I'm still paying all my bills pretty much on time. And, yeah, that's that's good. And you know what? As long as you give the good Lord the credit, you will always pay those bills on time. Uh, you're going to be all right. Preston, you're the only man, only individual, only human being ever to hold five world championships. That's incredibly well, impressive. Well, 
Well, here again, you said it perfectly a while ago, and that is a good Lord above gave me. Sometimes I wonder if it's a talent or a curse, but I've been awful happy with it. And there, there was, there is no longer anymore, five different world championships. The Open World, the World Two-Man Team, the World Goblin, uh, the World Champion of Champions. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to win all different five of those, some of them multiple times. And uh, finally just looked one day and said, you know, I don't have the heart anymore to do this. These youngins that are coming up are getting so much better than I ever thought of being. I said, you know, I'm going to gracefully retire. The truth is, I didn't want to get my rear end kicked by these youngins anymore, so I just quit. <laughs> I said, hey, quit. <laughs> well, you've accomplished everything there is to accomplish. Every goal you can accomplish as a turkey hunter, I guess you've done it at least once and several times. You've, how many times have you gotten your slam now on, on North American birds? Oh, Lord. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 20, 25, 30, something like that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Yolo's up till, so probably in the 20 range, somewhere about like that. Been there, done that. Uh, hey, I mentioned uh, when I said hello to you that I'd hunted with your products for years. You're, you're known for, for building quality products to help us be better turkey hunters. I do have trouble with one of your products, and I want you to help me out with that mechanical Jake. I, I, I scare more birds off than I attract, and that's because... Okay. I think I'm overusing it. Help me out. Yes. Okay, here we go. Actually, that is a product put out by Mojo that I helped them design. And the one thing of the message that I tried to get out there in front of people, and whether it's a mechanical uh, uh, gobbler or even a stationary gobbler, there are probably more birds that are spooked with a gobbler decoy than they are called in. So any type of a decoy like that, but especially... Uh, the Shaking Jake, which is the one that you're talking about, here is the advice that I would give you. Only use it in a situation that you know what is going on. And what I mean by that, that it is the boss bird of the territory and or either there are multiple gobblers running together. So that it's like three or four buddies running together and saying, yeah, we can whoop up on him. Yeah, we can whoop up on him or he is the boss bird of the territory and will not allow any other gobblers to come in. Second, once once a gobbler spots that decoy, and especially if he ever takes a step towards you, cut the motion off. Do not let it keep running. Let it go stationary. Think about it. If he was to come in and that uh, uh, the shaky jake is still moving, then basically you're telling him that I am better than you, and even though I am a Jake, I will whoop your rear end. So cut the motion off once the bird uh, sees it, identifies it, especially if he starts coming uh, in your way, and only use it on the boss birds of the territory or either multiple gobblers running together. That, and that's great advice. My biggest problem is, uh, Preston, that doggone thing is so much fun to hit the button and watch it move. That sometimes I just have fun with it. <laughs> that's a that's a well, it's a great that's tool okay. to have. If, that, if, that, if that's what you're about, then have fun, but realize you can run a bird off with it. <laughs> and I do, and I have realized that. But yeah, you want to make that you want to make that uh, bird coming in feel as at ease as you possibly can is what you're telling me. So settle down right. and, and let. Either at at ease or either ready to jump up on him and whoop him. And yes. if the tail is down and not up, then that is more of a submissive body language to him. 
you see, a lot of people don't think about body language on a turkey. You know, we've talked about, you know, white-tailed deer, tremendous amounts, articles have been written, interviews have been done, but nobody seems to talk about a turkey gobbler. And that is one of the one things that I pay attention to, his mood, his expression, how he holds his body. Is he erect? Is he standing on his tiptoes? Or is he more in a relaxed, just like you or I, that we might slump a little bit and then strut a little bit? And... I watch that body language, and that tells me what I should or should not do, whether it be with a decoy, without a decoy, or what type and style of calling that I should do to him. And while I'm on this little topic, I'm going to change a little bit and tell you this. So many people uh, have a tendency to overcall to a bird. Once he commits and is starting to come in your direction, quit watching so darn much TV where we're trying to make him show off and make a TV show, if he ever takes a step towards me that he's already told me, I want to come to you, why keep calling? Why keep telling him that you are the sexiest hen out there when he might get a little bit cautious? Sometimes you can take human analogies. You know, a lot of times, excuse me the way I'm going to say this, but if he wants to go into a bar, and the loudest mouth drunk female that's there is the one you want to stay away from. She is not really enticing <laughs> you. So it's kind of exactly the same way. Let him do this thing. Old-timers, old they cluck a little bit and yep a little bit, but they had that most important word called patience, and they let the bird work it, work their way into it. You can make a bird hang up by calling to him too much. He's 80 yards out there, and you're... Then he's going, okay, she's saying she's going to come to me. Okay, now she's lying. I'm going to go check this other girl out over here and walk away from you. And walk away from you, yeah. Less is more when he knows where you are. He knows you're there, knows where you are. Leave him alone. Let him come on. Let him come. Let him come. Isn't that cool? Preston Pittman, one of the greatest ever talking turkeys with us on Kinder Outdoors. Brought to you in part by our friends at Purina Pro Plan. 89% of the field trial champions across North Texas are fed Purina Pro Plan performance formula. 30% protein and 20% fat. Feed it year round. Yes, it's a hot fuel. Just cut back the amount you feed in the summertime when it gets really hot. Pro Plan Performance is at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Wolves were, just two years ago, delisted from the endangered species list. Our biologists and scientists say that they're doing well. Now, a judge in California, week before last, threw out a blanket ruling over most of North America, putting them back on that list. That goes against science, and Brian Lynn of the Sportsman's Alliance is talking about it when we come back. I'm best angler Mike McClellan, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. It's almost time for spring turkeys. Stop in and see the fine folks at Marksman Firearms for guns, ammo, sights, scopes, and accessories. They've got stores in Granbury, Colleen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. Texas-owned. Texas Proud. Military and first responders get a 10% discount. And they offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. For more info, visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. 
The Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com. I'm going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool, and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com TheBuffaloWoolCo.com It's simple. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators, eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild from which they hate to admit they emerged. 
Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world, human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path, the truest path, nature's path. Trust the hunter in your blood. kids along. This is where heritage is guarded just for them. Kinder Outdoors. I want to say hello to some folks and thank you for dropping by Kinder Outdoors this week. Richard Sims, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Russell Bloom in Scotia, Nebraska. Charles Lewis catches Kinder Outdoors in Lock, Texas. That's down there kind of south and east of Waco, Texas. Lock. James Riley is in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. And Guy Hogan in Clinton, Mississippi. Thank you all so very much for dropping by. Thanks for listening to the show. We greatly appreciate it. My friend Joe Kirchival and his wife Ann have hunted around the globe. They've, they're wing shooters, and they've hunted all over the place, and they've brought the very best of what they've found around the globe and incorporated that into their beautiful Texas Hill Country Ranch, Joshua Creek Ranch. Then... They put a welcome sign up by the gate and invited us all down. Yeah, you. Enjoy five-star hospitality and more birds in a single day than you probably saw all year on your wild bird lease. No kidding. Yes, your dog is welcome, or they've got about a hundred you can hunt behind. <laughs> all well-mannered, too, I might add. Hey, book a trip. Joshua Creek Ranch, you gotta go. Joshua Creek Ranch, the whole family will love it. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. The Sportsman's Alliance does good work for you and me, sportsmen and women, every single day of the year. And Brian Lynn is my friend with the Sportsman's Alliance. Welcome back, Brian. Thank you, Billy. It's great to be here. Let's tell everybody who the Sportsmen's Sportsman's Alliance is right off the bat. Who are you guys? Yeah, we are uh, kind of the the tip of the spear, the front line of the defense against the animal rights movement. Uh, we fight in all 50 state legislatures, state and federal court, and at the ballot box when the animal rights movement tries to, you know, sway public opinion to ban or end hunting, fishing, or trapping. So basically, uh, we're we're just uh, going in there fighting every legislative session and and in court for for sportsmen and like. That's our only, our only mission is to protect hunting, fishing, and trapping and educate people and do research to support our stances and, you know, protect our, our passions going forward. But wait a minute, Brian. Just the other day I saw a heartbreaking commercial about a dog that was really being mistreated and those people wanted me to send money. Aren't they good people? They really put up a great front. <laughs> put up a really great front. I mean, they make a lot of money from five and ten dollar donations from little old ladies and, uh, you know, your grandma sending it in thinking they're saving puppies and kittens, but really they don't support, uh, any humane society shelters or anything that's your local tax dollars and uh donations so yeah, yeah don't give to those it, big groups give local it's hunters hunters fishers trappers outdoorsmen boaters 
that pay the conservation fees uh, that take care of our critters, our wildlife, and our wild places, uh, not only here in the United States, but worldwide. If you're listening to us in Canada, same story there. Um, let's talk a little bit about what happened um, with this judge in Northern California. Uh, he went against science and put wolves, gray wolves, back on the endangered list. They had just come off, what, a year or two ago? Yeah, it came off in 2020, and uh, this was the, you know, response to the Trump administration making a, a uh, delisting for the lower 48. You know, they had already been delisted in the northern Rockies, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, portions of adjacent states uh, by Congress in, like, 2011. And so, you know, the Great Lakes states are inundated with wolves, and they made a blanket decision to, you know, to delist them, and it went forward. Well, Wild Earth Guardians, Humane Society, Natural Resources Defense Council, these groups sued, and a bunch of others jumped on board, sued to stop that decision, and this is where it's finally gotten. The court system is pretty slow, so here we are in 2022, and the decision came down, and the judge revoked that decision, vacated it, and placed those wolves outside of the Rocky Mountain states back on the endangered species list. What does Judge Jeffrey White in Northern California know about the wolf situation around uh, Michigan? I, I, I would think very little, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know the guy, but it uh, just seems like a blanket ruling uh, that was maybe out of place a little bit. Here's where things differentiate. There's the science, there's the wildlife management aspect, and then there's the legal side. And there are certain things the government has to do. There's laws and, you know, we have to make these points. And there's about nine or ten different points that the judge shows the service, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, didn't meet the threshold that it needed to to show that they could delist and take this action. You know, and so in parts of the country, there's not wolves. So how can you delist them if they're not there and then say, the states, we trust you to manage them. Other places, including here in Washington, where I'm at, and then uh, uh, the Great Lakes especially, there's a ton of wolves. And so, you know, that's where it gets messy. They're recovered in ver in some areas. And so, you know, it's outlandish to assume and think that they have to be recovered in along the shoreline in Chicago or New Central Park in New York. You know, it's not their historic range. It's where they're intended and suitable. It's, it's kind of frustrating from a management side, but these are legal arguments, not management arguments. What does the science say, uh, and, and I know we don't have time to go state by state and look at all the details, but the science says that the gray wolf has been doing abundantly well and is not endangered. Yes, no, you know, they're not endangered. The numbers, they've blown past all all thresholds to delist, you know, especially in Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin. And then you have Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, here in Washington, and eastern Washington, eastern Oregon. There's plenty of wolves. They're not in danger. So now they're making red tape arguments, right? Like genetic diversity, if something happens to another population, you know, and so that's kind of where this rests is – ensuring that all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted and legal stuff. And so there you just keep throwing up red tape, more red tape, more red tape, you know. And so you have to be able to show this and prove this in court. 
and that's where it gets frustrating and things like this can drag out for years and years. We've been fighting the Great Lakes case for 15 years, mm. you know, and that's looks like the path forward now is, you know, that the blanket delisting has been shot down. Whether or not the Biden administration will want to appeal that, we don't know. You know, so we're, we have to start looking at, you know, is the appeals process, which would go to the Ninth Circuit, which is a fairly, fairly liberal, you know, uh, they have some crazy rulings coming out of that. So that may not be a way forward. Just don't know. And what are legal arguments you would use against to rebut the other legal arguments. So it starts going around in circles. But in the Great Lakes case that we've been fighting for 15 years, there is a path forward. And while they remained listed under the last ruling we had there a couple of years ago, the court agreed with our with our interpretation of the, of the Endangered Species Act that said you can delist distinct populations of endangered animals that are no longer endangered, that being the distinct population within the Great Lakes. Uh, the Northern Rocky Mountain you know, wolves that extends into Washington and uh, California or Oregon is another distinct population. So there's distinct populations that can be listed onto the Endangered Species Act and then delisted, meaning states could manage them without having to delist everywhere else. So you'd have to go distinct population by population and delist. But it is a way forward, and the court said that is a way forward. Painstakingly grueling. (laughs) Brian, don't go anywhere. We're going to grab a cup of coffee and then come back and continue our conversation with you about the endangered species list and those wolves that just hopped back on there, even though science says, hey, there's no reason. They're not endangered. No reason to put them there. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch. In the Texas Hill Country, it is five-star. Orvis and Beretta love this place. You will, too. Learn more about Joshua Creek when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, it's Alan Jones, Jr., and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. The Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your 
heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do. So the cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Watch that old bird dog out of that chair and have a seat. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us today, whether that's an AM, an FM, a Sirius XM, a podcast, a broadcast, or whatever. Thank you for being here. Greatly appreciate it. Drop by the website this week, kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, like kindergarten, and drop off a picture for the bragging board. We all want to see what you've been up to, okay? Let's get back to our conversation now with Brian Lynn of the Sportsman's Alliance. Hey, uh, the same folks that, that protect these wolves tooth and nail, uh, do they care anything about young elk that are slaughtered by uh, numbers of wolf, uh, wolf packs that are, that are out of control and, and, there's, and no one can touch them? Apparently not, because we have the same issue here in Washington State 
you know, the Blues Mountains used to be a trophy unit. I mean, it's a draw unit. And wolves have gotten in down there. But beyond that, there's also black bears and mountain lions. And the, the study just came out there. Mountain lion depredation is just skyrocketing. And they're just killing the calves. I think it's something like 10% of the collared calves, like the 80 out of 100 or something, were were killed by mountain lions. And when that was brought up to the game commissioners, some of them who are anti-hunting but are on the game commission board, were like, oh, oh well, let's just reduce tags for hunters and reduce, uh, you know, just do that. And that's what's at the bottom of all this. Let's beat up people's freedoms a little bit more. Yeah. Well, hunters, we hunt the surplus animals that are out there available. When the game commission, when populations drop to a certain level, tags go away. The game, fish and wildlife, the biologists, commissions have to look at it and then go, this isn't a sustainable population. We can't hunt them. And that's at the bottom of this. They want to remove hunters from the process, remove man. They're, it's called rewilding. Put the predators in there. Let them do this. Let them manage the, the game prey population and take hunters out of it. They're trying to break the model of management here in North America, which is going to have a detrimental impact to conservation because we fund it all. Not going to have those funds, not going to have that money. Eventually, the, your ungulate and prey populations are going to crash under pressure from multiple different predators. People need to understand that our biologists, our scientists are not saying, okay, let's delist the wolf and then it's a free-for-all shoot on site. They're not saying that at all. Uh, and you just explained it very well. We hunt the surplus. There's a workable number uh, under this conservation model, which has been in place for more than 100 years in North America, or the United States anyway, and then replicated around the globe. So, hey, it yeah. works. Let's not jack with it. Very quickly, before we uh, let you go, let's talk about, since we're in California, um, the antis have been targeting the elimination of all bear hunting in uh, California, and a lot of the same conversation exists here. Um, if you can't manage the number of bears, then the bears are more like raccoons and feral cats in your trash can at night. Yeah, without a doubt. And, yeah, they're going – this is a coordinated attack from the Humane Society of the United States, Defenders of Wildlife, uh, Mountain Lion Foundation, everybody. All these groups are coordinating, and they're hitting Washington, California, Arizona, Colorado, all at once, all saying the same thing, all reading off the same script. It's to end predator management. So in California, last year they tried to do it legislatively with uh, a senator out of San Francisco. Knows nothing about wildlife, doesn't care, doesn't impact his people at all. He introduced the bill. It was to ban all bear hunting in California. Sportsmen's had a huge backlash. He pulled the bill. So now Humane Society has come in, and they've just petitioned the Fish and Game Commission in California to end all bear hunting. That way they take comment out of it they take legislative stuff out of it and trying to do it that way we'll see what happens if they're unsuccessful they'll probably run a ballot initiative here in the future in a year or two mm. and just, just the way we popular vote yeah just the way we started uh, this entire conversation uh, it takes a lot of money for these people to fight like they do uh, and that money a lot of times comes from misinformed uh, individuals who see that poor dog on television that somebody needs to, you know, feed him a meal and take care of, uh, and they, they, they make a lot of money off that dog and then go after 
other things and don't spend a nickel on that dog. It's it's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Humane Society has a two hundred million dollar a year budget. They wow. can do anything they want to. They have they employ more people than NASA. Wow, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Lynn, if folks want to learn more about the sportsmen's that's sportsmen with an E Sportsmen's Alliance, where are you? We're right at that. Sportsmensalliance.org. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places. So just look us up, sportsmensalliance.org. So how does it work if we want to help and we want to be become a part of the Sportsman's Alliance? Do you sell memberships? How does that work? Yep, we have memberships, and so individual memberships at different levels with different uh, benefits to them. We have business memberships. If you own a hunting, fishing, whatever uh, business of any kind, you can donate. You can become a business partner. You'll get an ad in magazine or on social media or whatever, depending on what level you're at. Uh, you can donate to the Legal Defense Fund if you want that money to specifically go to helping pay our lawyers who are in there doing this fight and these guys who make a ton more money than we do. Uh, you can do that. There's multiple ways to donate or join as a member, business member, whatever. Very good. Brian Lynn, always good to talk to you. And, hey, uh, they're not going to let up on the other side, so I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Yep, anytime. Thank you very much. You don't have to be a member of Joshua Creek Ranch to enjoy the incredible amenities and beautiful scenery of this place. But if you do want to visit like a couple of times a year, look into a membership, individual, family, or corporate. might save you a buck or two. Joshua Creek Ranch is at kinderoutdoors.com. In case you missed it, at the top of the show, my friend Gary Klein, a Bass Fishing Hall of Famer, is now a Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Famer as well. Well, thank you very much, Billy. Uh, yeah, definitely a surprise to me and, you know, a very humbling experience, uh, not only to be inducted, but just to be considered. You know, what an honor. <laughs> i tell you what, if they didn't consider you, they needed to get a new panel, a new board together down there because <laughs> you're in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. You've been such an innovator in the world of bass fishing. And you didn't put everything in your little private recipe book and hang on to it. You've been so open to share with this show and through many other venues and in person with so many kids uh, through the years and other people, uh, the, the talent and art that you have. Uh, you freely open that up to everybody. I, there's no telling how many new fishermen are out there because of Gary Klein. Well, I tell you, you know, Billy, I really appreciate the kindness on that. It is, uh, you know, that's one of the cool things about our sport. You know, it's a very family-orientated sport. Uh, you know, everybody can participate in this sport at all different levels, and just not for bass. I mean, the state of Texas, I'm, you know, I'm really grateful that the state of Texas had allowed me to move here from California in 86 and, you know, kind of, you know, take me under the wing. And, and I do claim Texas as my home state. You know, what a great state. But, man, the fishery in this state is absolutely off the chart. It's the envy of so many state agencies across this country that want to duplicate everything that Texas has done with their fisheries for their own fisheries. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to everybody. You know, we're truly making it better. My friend Gary Klein, now a two-time Hall of Famer. He and Boyd Duckett, of course, came up with the idea and built Major League Fishing. The Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour is on Lake Fork, Texas this weekend, and they are going to be yanking giants out of there through 
this coming Thursday. Hey, I want you to meet Brian Feinholt. He is the Director of Development, brand new position at the Dallas Safari Club. Why is it important that you know Brian? Because Brian is passionate about you having the right to hunt, fish, and shoot. He and the DSC team have your back. I want you to meet him on the show next week, okay? I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together and invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Mm-hmm.